Namaste and welcome to Women's Journeys, where we share empowering women's stories as well as solo episodes, all about healing, spirituality, empowerment, intuition, and all that good stuff. My name is Olivia. Join me on an inspiring journey to help you find your own life. Today's journey is about Morgan. Morgan is a yogi musician, an aspiring life coach, and a new B college student. And she's also one of my best friends and soulmates. I am so happy to have her on the show. And as wise as she is, she has a lot of golden nuggets to share. Please welcome Morgan and her story. My journey, I guess, started when... Actually, someone asked me this the other day about yoga and why yoga. And when I go back and figure out when I really found yoga, it was when I, w- I moved back home and I was living like near my family and I just wanted, I'd never worked out, <laughs> never athletic, none of that stuff. And on, to be completely honest, I wanted to like get in good shape and just like have a routine of some kind. And so I started doing yoga and running four times a week and I was really excited about it. And then yoga just like happened to me. Like as I started to do it, I started to realize like how great I felt in my body and how much space it gave me in my mind to like uncover a bunch of things I'd been like suppressing, I think. And yeah, so it's funny because I think until I was, I don't even know, I think I was like 23. I didn't really ever give myself the time and space to just be alone with my thoughts. Um, and I, I contribute like the dog park with my dog to my sort of awakening because I, um, whenever I got my dog and I would take her to the dog park for like hours on end, it was like my favorite part of my day at the time when I didn't, I didn't know that I was actually really depressed and like in a dark place. Um, but as I was taking my dog out, I wasn't on my phone. I was just watching her play. And that was my first time, like really observing my own mind and like my thoughts. And then kind of, then my journey started. I mean, I'm not kidding. My dog was like the catalyst. Like that's when I, I was in a five-year relationship that I didn't really like. I was, I felt very stagnant and I didn't really understand like what I needed to do to stop being stagnant yet. And so I know I like, I ended up breaking up with that boyfriend. Um, I knew I played music, but I hadn't played it in years. And so a friend of mine asked me if I wanted to move in with her in New York and I was like heck yeah why not (laughs) I mean I just want to get out of this city I want like a new experience and maybe I'll be inspired to play music maybe it'll pull me out of my like stagnancy and then I went there and it was immediately not for me (laughs) very much realized that quickly um and then I drove home to Lubbock Texas and two of my sisters were pregnant and my mom's out there and and so I just, I think going home to a home where it's just family, not old friends or anything like, you know, there weren't, there weren't anyone else 
there wasn't anyone else in Lubbock that I like wanted to see besides my family. Really gave me the space to shed the identity I had created in Austin. I didn't realize that I had done that, but like, you know, I just kind of morphed into this person that everyone around me expected me to be. And I didn't really like that person or like, I don't know where she, like what her purpose was, but yeah, being back home in Lubbock really let me shed that identity. And then yoga helped me like find that that was something I needed to do. And I remember like really early on after starting to do yoga, I had this epiphany and I was like, I want to go back to school. I was like, I have always wanted to go back to school. I never finished. And I think I've always had the limiting belief that I couldn't do it because I didn't do it the first time I tried. And so I remember calling my dad and crying and being like, I want to be a counselor. I want to be a therapist. Like, but there's like eight years of school and I'm already in my twenties. Like, is it too late for me to go? And that's so much time. And he was actually really supportive at the time. He was like, absolutely. You can go back. If you want to go back, go back. Like, there's no, there's nothing stopping you. What is eight years? It's nothing. Like, just do it. And I scared myself out of it at the time. And then again, yoga kind of just happened to me. I had been doing it every day at home for so long and loving it that I decided I wanted to get certified to teach probably. And then my sister was like, Hey, I've got to go to Indonesia and I need someone to come and help me with my son, my one-year-old nephew. And she was like, will you come with me? And at that point I was like, this is just obvious what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes the universe has like funny ways of showing you, like, for instance, when you went to New York, this isn't where I'm supposed to be. And then it didn't work out. And then with Indonesia, you having this epiphany of like, oh, maybe I should do a yoga teacher training. And then your sister like, huh, I'm going to Indonesia. Do you want to come? Like, <laughs> yep. it's so interesting how it all comes together. Yeah. Sometimes it's like just so obvious. Like it just is like, you're, you are not going to get this message unless I scream it at you. And that was one of them. Like, it, like buying a plane ticket to Indonesia, I was like, well, I, I have to go, so I might as well do it, you know? Like, and then, yeah, and then it was like, that was my first experience with like really manifesting something. Because um, I remember I was, I sat down six months prior is when I found out like I was going to go to Indonesia. And I sat down and wrote in my journal. I was like, okay, I need to make like $8,000 by this day in order to go because I was like I gotta pay for the teacher training I gotta get my flight I gotta have money to spend while I'm there to like live off of and then I have to have money for when I get back and I don't have a job <laughs> so I remember like writing that number down and being like yeah right <laughs> I was like I'm just gonna make like some dents like I'll get the flight first that's the most important because I'm going either way to help my sister and then if I think I can do it if I'm like making good strides then I'll get my teacher training and then after that you know I'll live off of rice <laughs> you know like I don't need eight thousand dollars I'll get home and I'll get a job immediately you know like those are my thought processes but really when I broke it down like weekend by weekend I was like I think I can do this. Like, I think I actually can. 
And I remember being like, it was January. And I was like, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to need to get a second job. <laughs> and out of nowhere, again, another like huge message walked into my life because I was working at a chiropractic office in Lubbock. And we were, I mean, 99% prenatal, pediatric, all moms and babies and families. There was hardly ever a man in the building. <laughs> and out of nowhere, this guy walks in and he works in a bar. And he was like, yeah, my back's in pretty bad shape from lifting kegs. <laughs> and I was like, what? What are you doing here? And he was like, we're actually hiring servers right now. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, wait, is this my, like, what, is this why you're here? Because I need a job as a server on the weekends. And now I've got one. He was like, I'll put your name down as a reference. And I was like, okay <laughs> so that's amazing yeah and the guy never came back I mean I'm not kidding he came in for that purpose that was the only reason like the universe was like look Eric I don't know what you're gonna think of this but I'm gonna send you here Morgan needs it <laughs> he was a messenger from the universe he was. I'm like convinced I'm like there's no other reason why he would have been there and then just left immediately <laughs> yeah I got that job like right away my first shift I made so much money and I was like I can do this I think I can do this and I did it that was the first time I ever like really set my mind to like I'm gonna reach this number by this date and stick to it and I did it and it was so easy and worth it mm -hmm. <laughs> obviously yeah I also think that at least for me when I'm like, I have to do this, I have to have this money, when it's like such an urgency in your mind, that's for me when it like manifests. I don't know, it's similar uh -huh. to you, I think, like when I was living at home and I was like, oh, I have to go live in a dorm room. I just, I had to, there was no other way. And financially, you know, it wasn't immediately gonna happen. So there was like no real way that it was going to happen. But in my mind, it was like, there is no other way. And then like <laughs> a pretty cheap studio dorm room popped up and it was like, okay. So I lived in a dorm for two years. <laughs> yep. It just kind of, just kind of happens like that. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah. And then you went to Bali where yeah. we met. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh my gosh, best two months of my life. I was just reliving like the memories just mm -hmm. the other day. Yeah, It was so amazing. I listened to so much reggae on the beach <laughs> that now whenever any reggae song comes on anywhere, if I close my eyes and just get like, you know, just let it all go. Just close my eyes and sway a little bit. I'm on the beach again, like it, without fail every time. I remember the first time that happened after I got back, I was working in a restaurant and I was in the kitchen and I was like training. So I was doing nothing. There was like nothing to do. And they played reggae music in the kitchen. And I was like, oh, this is good. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm on the beach, just like swaying around dancing. <laughs> <laughs> They were probably like, who is this psychopath we hired? Just dancing with her eyes closed in the kitchen. It's so funny because in my one semester at university, at college, um, 
I remember someone telling me their reflection on me like they or like okay my friend was like this girl told me this about you <laughs> this is what she said about you and she said that free-spirited girl that's always dancing <laughs> that is so you <laughs> I know, and I like I remember hearing that and loving it like I really attached to that identity at that time I was like oh my god that's so cool and I like drew in my journal and I have it still from 2011 so like nine years ago this like picture with like all these colors and I was like I loved that and I lost that for sure um after I left school and I don't think anyone would have referred to me as that for about five or six years um <clears throat> but now hearing like just hearing you say that someone I've met in the last two or three years like I um it's it makes so much sense that that is who I am. And I just kind of lost that person for a time. Um, but yeah, that's like, I think we all have that and we all are innately that person, you know, that like free spirited, loving person that's always dancing. And that is like inside of all of us. And it just gets like trampled by life and experiences and, like the journey back to that is just letting go of all these things and yoga really helped me do that mm -hmm. like it was definitely the catalyst for that and then I just you know after that I was like I'm obsessed with the mind and what it did to me and like what I let it do to me and like how does it work like this and I want to like understand so much more about all of that and how everybody's minds works and how we got here so we can figure out how to not get there again or how to like you know manage it better or not stay in it for so long you know mm -hmm. yeah and what you touched on earlier about coming back to your authentic self I guess like this free spirited self that you are I read this quote the other day and I shared it and so many people resonated with it which was about um, how life is not about becoming who you are meant to be but it's about discovering um who you are i think that was kind of a quote it's it was about like shedding all the layers that society has put on you and all these opinions and all these expectations and then you come back to basically who you were as a kid which yeah we all were like happy and jolly and just like twirling and dancing through life kind of fearless like that's kind of how you are mm -hmm. as a kid I mean don't get me wrong they're fierce but like for the most part you don't you don't understand yet what could happen and so you don't have the anxiety of what could happen and so you don't limit yourself in certain ways like you don't say well I'm not going to do that because this could happen mm -hmm. and really what it comes down to is like you if you want to get anywhere in life, if you want to experience life, you have to do things and you have to do things with risk and you have to do things that are scary. And sometimes they aren't going to be the result that you think you wanted. But if you're okay with that, if you're, if you are in a place in your mind that you can say like, even if I don't get the outcome I want, I'll still move forward. Like I'll still, you know, I'll deal with it at the time and how it comes and I'll move on and I'll like, you know, try something again, try something new. Yeah, it's not always about the end result. It's about like the journey of of getting there, I guess. Yeah. And um, yeah, to touch back on your journey, 
how did it progress when you went to Bali and we did our yoga teacher training together and then you came back home? So I had that epiphany when I started doing yoga that I wanted to go back to school and be a counselor and therapist or something like that. I knew I wanted to do something where I was like working with people. That was something that came up even like in eighth grade. I just always loved it. And I remember in Bali, we were, all the girls went on like a day trip to the beach on one of our days off. And we were just sitting there talking at lunch. And I just remember being like, I want to go back to school. <laughs> like, that's what I'm going to do when I get home. It was like the most clarity I've ever had in my life. And I was like, when I get home, I'm going to go back to school. And then I got home. I remember, okay, this is a fun tidbit from our teacher training. I wanted to get a tattoo so badly the whole time. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to get. And I was like, pretty sure I was like it's just gonna come to me while I'm there but I, I was pretty sure I wanted a mandala on the back of my neck and then Karis <laughs> this beautiful woman <laughs> who was our like resident therapist yeah she was just there for us to help us um she and I talked so much and I remember telling her about like my fear of snakes and how I made a joke on the trip to one of my friends that like maybe I get a snake tattoo, like overcoming your fears kind of thing. And after I made that joke, it like every day it became more and more real and less of a joke. And I saw snakes in Bali, which I don't think is that common. I saw a couple snakes. And I remember her being like, I think a snake might be your totem animal. And she was telling me about dream time, which is like this Australian culture. And it was so fascinating. And you have like 12 totem animals and I still want to look more into it but um at the time that was all I needed I was like well <laughs> snakes my animal <laughs> yeah I didn't see any snakes in Bali so and we were, were together not? for a month I think that's just a sign that it was specifically directed to you like you needed to see the snake I didn't need to see the snake <laughs> you were like I don't need a snake tattoo I'm okay <laughs> yeah but um that's kind of, yeah anyway so snakes were coming up I kind of like associated them with this fear I had that I was like that was irrational that it wasn't like really protecting me from anything to be afraid of it and I was like well I don't want to I want to keep doing the things I'm afraid of I did so many things I was afraid of there like I rode a motorbike for the first time in my life in a different country on the opposite side of the road where traffic is so different and terrifying and the roads are like some of them are literally like as wide as the tire of the motorbike. <laughs> and I remember being so scared to do that. I did it. And then I was like, if I hadn't done this, this whole trip would have been so different. Like it would have just, I don't even know what I would have done to get around. And then surfing, I took my first ever surf lesson while I was there. And I was terrified. You remember, you were there. I took it on the last mm -hmm. day, yes, <laughs> the last yeah. possible day before I could leave. I was terrified. I remember, I almost didn't do it. I was like trying to talk myself out of it. Mm -hmm. I was you probably playing it cool. I was probably playing it cool. I was like, I don't know if I should, you know, like it'll probably be, <laughs> I could get hurt on my last day. <laughs> but you did it. I did it. And it was the best experience of my life same with teaching like teaching was so scary also so nervous and like 
I was like, who do I think I am to just go up here and tell people what to do with their bodies? But again, it was like so rewarding. Got the tattoo of the snake with you, you remember, the day I was flying out. Um, and then I got on the plane and I, I actually just told the same story the other day. It was like, this is another thing to just note, side note, remember. Don't make decisions when you're really tired. It like really just, you're gonna, if you're tired, you're gonna make decisions out of like a feeling of like defeat, I think. So don't do that. But basically I was on this freaking 41 hour travel time back home. And I remember I fell asleep on the first flight and I woke up and I was like, I don't think I'm going to teach yoga when I get home. Like, I don't think I'm going to teach my friends. That's really scary. Like, what if they, you know, they're going to expect me to be good at it. And like, I can't, you know, what if I suck and then they hate it. And it's going to be wor way worse to teach my friends than strangers. Cause the strangers, I don't know them. I'll never see them again. I'll never hear their opinion, you know? And I was so scared and I was like looking, <laughs> I just like looked down and I saw my snake on my arm and I was like, <gasps> I have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> such a good reminder it was perfect I mean it just like did exactly what I wanted it to do and I immediately like wrote out a full yoga sequence in my journal and when I landed that like from that first flight I posted on Facebook it was like who wants to do a free yoga class with me this week <laughs> and like just immediately it was like I'm, I'm terrified but I gotta do it and I'm so glad I did because it like it really did. It just took off right when I got home. I got home and I, I met up with a chiropractor here in Austin that I wanted to work for. And she wasn't ready to hire me like at the office, but she was ready to have a yoga event. And so we set that up immediately. It was like two or three weeks after I got home that I was teaching my first class. <laughs> To the public at an event. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's what we're gonna do it. You did it. I'm so <laughs> proud of you. I think a big theme of Bali in general, with us at least, was really about overcoming our fears. Like you overcame so many fears, and I went surfing too. And I'm so afraid of the ocean. And I went surfing. I was so afraid of getting a tattoo, and I got one by myself. And like afraid of like traveling solo and I traveled solo for a month. And I feel like, I don't know if you have the same feeling, but Bali brings it out in a way. And also, yeah, like you said before, like I had this clarity, like I have to go back to school. And I had so many like clarity epiphanies when I was there. Um, I don't know if it's also because you're far away from family and friends and their influence and their opinions, but... I think it's also Bali's magic. I think it's both. Yeah, it's definitely both. I think from my experience being in like tropical, beautiful places like that, there is just this crazy energy at all of them that makes you like, you just wait, you remember like what is important to you and you forget what other people want to be important to you. And yeah, you do. You definitely have like these moments of clarity and all of that. Um, also being away from people that you love is like because you you don't realize that you're doing it it's basically subconscious when you're like just making choices like based on your circumstance and your surroundings and then you know you look back and you're like why did I do that? 
Yeah. I, who is that yeah. person and why are they running my mind like that? I don't like it. <laughs> no, I totally understand. Yeah. For me, it was the same when, when I was in Bali, it was suddenly like, oh, why, why did I, why did I do that? Why do I want to do that? Like, this is what I actually want. <laughs> Yep. It's coming back to what you want. Yeah. So another question I want to ask you is, what are your top three self-healing techniques? Okay. So whenever I'm feeling anxious, that's pretty much the only time I need to self-heal is when I'm like feeling anxious, uncertain about the future. It's sometimes about the past, but mostly it's like, oh gosh. And remembering my inner body to like find my presence is the quickest self-healing technique that I've discovered. I, um, I really liked that part of the book, Power of Now, when he talks about your inner body and just kind of like closing your eyes and feeling the energy of your organs and like your insides and like just really sending your attention there. <clears throat> to me, that's like the quickest way to be present, to become present. I mean, your breath also, obviously. Um, so that just takes me out of whatever's running through my mind that I'm like anxious about. And it kind of, it makes me, you know, when I come out of that state, I, it makes me more like I can enjoy the present moment more. And then another self-healing technique, I don't know if this is technically self-healing, but um, is like reaching for connection when I know I need it because I'm super extroverted and we need people. I mean, that's like, connection is so important. And yes, it's always there. And like connection to yourself is like number one, but also connection to other people is super important. Mm -hmm. And I have that in Bali as well, like how important connection was when we were suddenly, I mean, I was surrounded by all these like-minded people and it was like, whoa, I've missed this. <laughs> yeah there's often an imbalance like some people are so good at connecting with others like you maybe and then maybe a little less good at connecting with yourself and for mm -hmm. me it's like really good at connecting with me but like connecting with others isn't always on the forefront yeah and then when you do it it's like ah yes this is what i needed <laughs> yep it's kind of like you you are a hundred percent whole as you are but then at the same time you can't really like get anywhere from there like you're just in this one place until you start like making connections and you're like you know you that's how you grow is connecting with other people definitely. and yeah I definitely I'm definitely one of those that like has always been like prioritized connections with others before myself that's why yoga was so huge for me because I was like oh wait I'm important too <laughs> I gotta think about what I want and what I need and whoa who is this what person <laughs> What, what are you doing in this box? <laughs> yeah. So connection, reaching for connection. That's number two. Like I have so many people in my life that are so wonderful and lovely and beautiful and will automatically be there for me. And you know what? I bet almost everyone has a person or two like that. And like, I just sometimes forget that, you know, especially when you're like chasing things that you think are going to make you happy, like relationships and, you know, just the careers, things like that, that you are like, oh, I'm going to, when I get this, I'll be happy. If you just like stop for a second and recognize what you have, which is like all these beautiful connections with all these people, like, and they can make you realize that, like, if you just reach out to them, you can say, hey, like, I'm having this problem. And they'll be like, 
good in your life. It's great. <laughs> what are you worried about? And I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, just hearing someone else's perspective too. Yeah, getting out of your own head, kind of. Mm -hmm. So that's number two, and then I just put like everything else for number three, um, <laughs> which is like yoga, playing music, just mm -hmm. breathing, being in nature, all of those things. I mean, those those things are my passions, those first two, yoga and music for sure. But like, like similar to remembering my inner body to find my presence, like breathing, like just close your eyes and take a deep breath. And like, that's, again, the quickest way you're going to like... Mm -hmm. Yeah. kind of come out of that anxious or like depressed state um even if it's just for a moment and the nature going into nature like observe like even if you just find like a cute plant wherever you are you're like in the middle of a city and you're like i need some nature like look at a plant <laughs> just go stare at it <laughs> hug a tree people it's like real it helps <laughs> it does it really helps <laughs> I think yeah, everyone I mean, should hug a tree every once in a while. Exactly. I climbed a tree for the first time in years, like pretty recently, and I was yeah. like, why do I not do this anymore? This is amazing. Mm -hmm. And it just like staring at me like, what are you doing? I think squirrels are like, I think any animal that you encounter that you don't usually encounter is like a sign. And I've been seeing a lot of squirrels lately. I think it's about abundance. I think it's about oh, cool. abundance. Yeah. Interesting. And more joy in your life as well, which is what I needed to hear. But That's awesome. I love yeah. that. So Noted. The last thing I want to ask you is, what is the number one thing that you hope that people take away from your journey? Like a lesson or kind of a life advice? Um, well, I have to, before I answer that, kind of finish out my journey and where I'm at and let you know because I'm so excited about it um it's not finished obviously it's on no. another beginning it's ongoing. but yes but where I'm at right now is um this is actually a really special moment because tomorrow is my first day back at school I'm so excited <laughs> for you I'm I so am proud. too thank you I'm um I just decided that you know, I've always missed school. I've always wanted to go back and I've, I wasn't ready at those last two times I had that epiphany. Um, but I found a way to do it. That's not so scary. I'm just taking one class right now. I'm taking intro to psychology at the community college here, um, in the summer. So, and it's all online right now because of the time. So just doing something for myself, connecting to myself and like really understanding that I like what I want and what brings me joy and you know everyone thinks I'm crazy for wanting to go back to school at 27 but I just no, I want beautiful. to see what else is out there you know I want to mm -hmm. I want to like learn the things that I'm so eager to learn and really see where that takes me so I'm ready to keep following the breadcrumbs mm -hmm. <laughs> and take this one class and see where it leads but yeah so that's that's the the point of my journey that I'm at now. And I think what I want people to take away from this is that you can do, like you can always find peace and you can always pursue your dreams and you can always like continue your journey no matter what has happened in the past. I think that 
I was so convinced, you know, that because I didn't finish school right away at 18, 19, that I could never go back or, you know, in my relationship and I was so miserable and I was, I was just convinced that like, I couldn't, I just thought I was stuck there. I thought I was stuck being a server forever and I could never get out. And this, there's this quote that I actually painted on a board for my, one of my best friends a few years ago embrace the pace of your own journey and i didn't know how much i needed to hear it more than she did but really that's the truth like i was so afraid that because i didn't do it in the time frame that everyone else did that i didn't go to school at 19 20 21 like that i couldn't go back or like that wasn't my path or something like that i made it mean something that it didn't um, so yeah, what I want anyone to take away from that is like, there's always time, like you have the rest of your life ahead of you. It doesn't matter. Like, just let go of that shit that everyone else thinks you should be and really get in touch with like who you are on the inside. Ask yourself, ask your body, like, what do I want? My favorite question from this life coach, Jess, that I um, went on a retreat with recently was what would I love? And that was so powerful to me. Like just to sit down and really like get that, get the answer to that question. What would I love? And then chase it.